A pastor once told me it's okay to start off with a joke or to put a, some humor into your lesson. That way you can tell if people are asleep or not. Um, so I'm going to start off with this, this joke that a good friend of mine told me. The cast of Star Wars was asked, what's your favorite Italian dessert? And they all said, Obi-Wan cannoli. They, they are tasty. Well, welcome everybody. I want to start off with just a word of prayer. And right now, Lord, we just lift you up, Lord. We want this to be about you, not about me or, or, um, or inanimate objects, about you, Lord. And we just, right now, we are missing Pastor Russ and Luis and Edna, Lord. We just lift them up to you right now, Lord. We miss them, bless them, and keep them. Keep their journey going strong for you, Lord. And um, through you, all things are possible. And right now, we ask those things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I heard more than one person say to me recently in the last couple months, I don't feel I am good enough for church. Or I don't deserve what Jesus did. Or I don't feel good enough for God. The truth is, we are not good enough. None of us are. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No sir, no ma'am, none of us are good enough. That's it. Y'all have a good day. God bless. Aren't you glad that's not the end of the story? Aren't you glad that is not the end of the story? Let's take a look in Romans, right before that passage. Romans 3.21, But now, part from the law, the righteous of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. No difference. We're grafted in. And how did this happen? John 3.16 and 17 and 18. For God who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn us or to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever does not believe in him is condemned, because they have not believed in the name of God, one and only Son, Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah that that verse is not the end of the story. It is the beginning of the story. Okay? And why do we say that to ourselves? Why do we feel we are not worthy? Because as we are talking um, with Jody and Bill and our, my sister over here, is that we, we let all this stuff drag us down. We let the earthly things drag us down. Now, like Jody was saying, we're not perfect. Our lives are messy. But there is a way out. There is redemption through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, if we didn't have Jesus, it says in um, Romans 22, or no, excuse me, I'm sorry. John uh, 3.18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. We used to feel like that, didn't we? Before we had Jesus Christ in our life. But some of us who have Jesus Christ in our life still feel that way. And we need not do that. Okay? Because why did Jesus have to come here and die on the cross if you can do things yourself that you can manage and you can get to heaven all by yourself? There is no reason. But we know that's not true if you have faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So why did Jesus have to come here and do that? So let's look at Hebrews 9, 22. It says, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's how the Old Testament is filled with the bloodshedding of sin, to remove sin. And we saw that man was running that and how corrupt it got when Jesus came here. <clears throat> so let me, let me just go on to say here, in Hebrews 9.13, it talks about the blood of goats and bulls and ash of heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremoniously unclean Sanctify them so they are outwardly clean. Okay, this was a ritual that they did to cleanse them outwardly. However, it goes on to 9.14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish, the perfect sacrifice without blemish, cleanse our consciousness? When they talk about the consciousness, are they talking about the outward appearance? Or are they talking about the inward holiness and the inward cleansing from the inside out? It's about the heart. It's about cleansing the inside. Anybody can look good on the outside. I mean, look at all you guys. You guys look so good. But it's on the inside that we want to cleanse. We want to make the heart right. We want the spirit right. Okay, it goes on to consciousness from acts that lead us to death so that we may serve the living God. How are you serving the living God? 
We have a lot of people in this church that are serving God. Do you have to serve it right here in this church? No. There are other things to do. Do we want you to help out in church? Yes. But it's not about the church. It's about what God is going to put on your heart to serve him. Because God is bigger than this church. God is bigger than this, this county. Look where Pastor Russ, Luis, and Edna are. In Guatemala, okay, there was a calling. There was a vision. There was a need. They went on faith that that's where God was sending them. And right now, it was, it's been how many years? 30 years? 36 churches they, we provide help for that we service, that Pastor Russ are visiting and praying over. That is amazing what God is doing right here in this little church. And that's only the tip of the iceberg that we are doing for the kingdom of God. That we are serving the living God. It goes on to in Hebrews um, 9.15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant. That those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. When we think of inheritance, what are we thinking about? Talk about material things, right? Dad's going to leave us something, or Grandpa maybe left us something. Um, but this is much deeper than that. This is much everlasting than that. It is about eternal life with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and being with our Lord for eternity. So let me finish that. Um, that Christ is the mediator of our new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. So what does that mean? That through the living sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you receive him, your sins are washed away. That is amazing that he did that. You know what they, have to, what they had to do just to go be in the presence of God in the Old Testament? They, had to be, they, they couldn't be around people for a year. They had to cleanse themselves for a year, and only one person could do it. And they had to tie him off with a rope. Because if you weren't clean enough to go talk to God, you would die right there, and they'd have to pull you out with this, this big veil that covered it, that nobody could see in there. And this veil was, from what I know, is like 15, 20 feet tall. That's huge. And what happened when Jesus finally died on that cross? What happened to that veil? It ripped. But how did it rip? It ripped from the top to the bottom. Now, who's going to rip that thing like that? God. And what is he saying when he does that? We have free access to him, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so when we accept that, we are accepting that love, that grace that only he can provide. I ask you, why do we try to put ourselves down and say we're not worthy? I mean, there's at least three or four people that have said that to me. I said, do you believe in Jesus? They said, yes. I said, well, you need to get into prayer because through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
There's no need for that. Who's trying to make you believe that? The evil one. He wants you to have doubt. He wants you to not feel the grace and the love of our Lord that only comes through salvation. So, you know, this is kind of weird. Bill, could I have you come here for a moment, please? Um, you know, this, this is kind of weird because I'm a kind of weird guy. You know that, if, as if people know me. Um, we're going to take time right now. Normally, we do something like this at the end of service, but I'm taking the time right now because we need to get right with God, okay? We need to make sure that we are right with God. So, I'm going to ask you this. And this comes directly from my pastor in um, Virginia. He used to say this, and I used to love it. If you know that you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that if you get out of this place today and driving down the road and a car hits you, and you know that you know that you're going to heaven then just bear with us. Because some of us here may not know that we know that we are right with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're going to take just a moment right now to do that. Okay? So, you may have walked away from the Lord a little bit, not been spending a lot of time with Him. And you want to take this opportunity to get right with them right now. To square up the deal. Some of us may never have taken the Lord as our Savior. And I I sit and I look in church and I'm like, well, how can that be? But did you ever see that movie, um, When the Rapture Comes, Left Alone? One of those scenes is in the church. Just like this. I think they even had red chairs. And what was left in that church? There were people left in that church. The pastor was left in that church. Because they didn't believe. They didn't receive. They came to church every Sunday. But they never accepted the free gift, as Bill was talking about earlier, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we're going to take just a moment right now. I want everyone to close your eyes and bow your head down. And just... Think about it. Do you know that you know that if something happened to you today, you know there was a great fire in San Francisco back in the early 1900s. Thousands of people lost their lives. And the pastor there said it happened right after he had a a service and he did not do an altar call. And thousands of people lost their lives that night. And he said, I will never have people get together without asking them to get right with God. So right now, I'm asking you, maybe you just haven't been serving the Lord or that you, you want to get right with the Lord. And, or maybe you've never done this before. I want you to repeat out loud with me the free gift of salvation. Just write out loud. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you died on that cross for my 
I accept your free gift. I accept your free gift of salvation right now. Salvation right now. Jesus, come and fill my heart. Jesus, come and fill my heart. I ask you to dwell there forever. Please forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for my Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my Savior, Jesus. Amen. So, if you have never done that before, you have entered into a new kingdom. And the angels in heaven are celebrating right now because of that. And if you will let me know after service, that is you, that you've said that for the very first time, I want to give you a hug. I want to pray with you. So come see me after service. And if you haven't done that before, or if you have done that before, this is a renewing time in your spirit. A renewing time getting right with God. And when we do these things, we can move boldly forward for his kingdom. As it says, we can now serve the living God. So I thank you for that. But I like to do this in the middle of service, not at the end. Because there's a few more things I want to mention here. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So if it says that, and we are a new creation, then why do we continuously try to make ourselves feel unclean or unworthy? Why do we do that? God doesn't want us to do that. Jesus didn't come down and sacrifice himself for us to do that. Let's talk about Ephesians 4, 24. And that you put on a new man, or woman, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Does that sound unclean? Does that sound like I'm not worthy? Does that sound like I shouldn't be happy to be at church? So, I want to take this opportunity right now and talk about Acts 10. In Acts 10, Peter has a vision. Okay? I'm going to read some of this. Um, He has a vision. It says, About noon the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth at its four corners. It contained all of the four-footed animals as well as the reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. And what did Peter say? Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything unpure or unclean. This is new, isn't it? Because 
in the Old Testament, they weren't allowed to eat a lot of these things because they were under the law. But with Jesus, things have changed. A lot of new things are happening, like salvation for all who accept. Not just to the ones who can pay for the best goat or the best bull or the best dove, but for all to receive. Okay? So, Peter does this quite often. So then, it goes on to uh, Acts 10, 15. The voice, the voice, a voice spoke to him a second time. Because sometimes Peter doesn't get it the first time, do we? We're just like Peter, aren't we? I know I am. Okay? <laughs> sometimes I don't get the second or third time. Ask my wife. She'll, she'll contest to that. But he spoke, the voice spoke. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Peter, Mike, Joe, Bill, Russ, do not call anything unpure that God has made clean. That's a real testament. Because that's the first thing we want to do is get down on ourselves. That's the first thing we want to do is, is, is drive our own self-worth down when we do something wrong. And that's unnecessary. When you have the love of the Lord Jesus in your heart, what do people, what do people say about you? There's something up with that guy. You know, have you ever seen Russ Young out at Walmart? There is something up with that guy. <laughs> and he's going to let you know about the love of Jesus Christ. Okay, that's the boldness. He's an example of the boldness. Now, I know we're not all going to get there overnight because Russ has been working on this for a while. But we can share the love. If we take this knowledge, we, we're not supposed to sit on it. We're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to teach people in the way of the Lord. So when we take this, we have to believe it. When we believe it, we have to live it. Once we live it, we have to pass it on. We have to share it in the people in our family, in the people at our work. And I know the world doesn't want us to do that. Okay? But you know what they are going to see? The love of God in us. They're going to see that shine through with your kind words, with your non-judgmental attitude to people. That's going to shine through. It has happened many times. I've heard many testimonies. So please, take the heart. Do not call anything unclean that God has made clean. And if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are clean. You are a new creation. So don't call anybody or yourself unclean. Don't claim it. Rebuke that. Rebuke that enemy that is attacking. This, this is one of my favorite that I'd like to share with you. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not. I am with you. Who is with you? The Lord. The Lord. Be not dismayed. Don't be sad-hardened. 
Don't be upset. Don't be down. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. There are people here today who are saying, Lord, help me. Lord, will you help me? He is telling you right here, yes, I will help you. I like that. He like puts it right out there. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right, righteous right hand. He's going to lift you up. If you will only let him. That, that verse, I'm going to read that again. That kind of sums it up. Fear not. There's a lot of fear in the world. You just turn on the news, man, you, you don't even want to go out to the, to the grocery store. It says here, fear not. Do not fear. For I am with you. He's with you at work. He is with you at school. He is with you at the grocery store or Walmart when you see Russ. Be not dismayed. Don't be sad. Don't be disheartened. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Does that sound like we're unclean? Does that sound like we should be putting ourselves down because we do something wrong? No, not at all. Not at all. So, I like to wrap it up. I know it's a little early. I only have ten more sheets to go through. So we're going to take a short intermission and come back after the... No, I'm just kidding. This is how I find out who's still with me, who's, uh, who's not falling asleep. So what are we going to do with this when we leave here today? Okay, if you ever have come to my Sunday school class... By the way, that starts at 9.30 on Sundays. I'll be teaching the rest of the month. We take what the Lord has for us and we share it with the world. We share it with maybe someone who's not as mature in the Lord with us. Okay? So I'm just going to give you a couple examples of how we can do this. Number one, Take the joy of the Lord with you. If you have the joy of the Lord with you, people are going to notice it. Okay? And when they say, man, it's, it's, it's 20 degrees out there and it's snowing and I, you can't see anything. Why are you so happy? Because I got the Lord. He helped me get to work. You know what I mean? Right. Good attitude. Number two. Let's not be judgmental or condemning of our fellow man. Man, we do this a lot, don't we? And, we, you, and the, the more you don't do this, the quicker you're going to recognize when you do it. Okay? And, when, and don't worry about it. If you, if you catch yourself doing it, don't come down on yourself. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Ask Him not to have you do that again and move forward. Don't 
Don't keep looking in the back. Yeah, don't, don't be sitting on it. And what else can we do? When we start talking to people, we're not condemning them. They see the joy of the Lord with us. They're going to think one or two things. And the other one we don't care about. Okay? We're not even going to get into that. They're going to think we're funny. And that's fine. Because they're going to be funny as soon as they find out what the love of the Lord is. And the joy of the Lord taking with us. So remember, do not call anything unclean that the Lord has called clean. And if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are made again. You are clean. Do not call yourself or others. That is very important because in this world, they want to push you down. They, they want, to, want you to stay away from the Lord. Okay? So, I'm going to end with John 3.16 again. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus. So whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I want to thank you for coming today. I want you to I want to say thank you. It looks like everyone stayed awake. And please tell Pastor Russ I didn't break anything today. <laughs> so I would like I would like just to end in prayer and please be careful out in that parking lot. Um, they salted real good, but it's still very slippery. Be very extra careful. If you need help walking out, ask one of the guys. They're, they're, back, right? they're back there. They'll help you. Um, so please be very careful. So let's, let's end in prayer. Dear Lord, as we prayed earlier, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you for sending him for us so that we do not have to live in darkness. And Lord, if there is anyone out there that said that for the very first time, okay, or someone who renewed it, or someone who just said, you know what, I want to press in more with the Lord. We ask the Holy Spirit to dwell within them. We ask the Holy Spirit to dwell among this place. As we leave, Lord, we ask for safe travels in the parking lot and elsewhere, Lord. We ask for safe travels and blessings over Pastor Russ and Luis and Edna that we miss them, but they are doing important work for your kingdom, Lord. We ask you to continue to open doors in that area, Lord, for them to shine and show the love of Jesus. We ask you to bring them back safe, Lord. We ask you to bless each and every person here and their families, Lord, that they will take the love of our Lord and Savior with them out of this place and show them what the grace and love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can do for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless. Be safe.